0: Hey guys, welcome to the UTM College Democrats podcast. I'm
1: Richard Underwood, the President of College Democrats. Hello, I am Luke Winters, and I'm the Vice President of UTM College Democrats.
2: I'm Gabriel Gonzalez, and I'm the Treasurer for the UTM College Democrats.
0: And in today's episode, we're gonna be doing a breakdown of the fourth Democratic debate. We're gonna, in this first part, we're gonna start with the bottom six candidates, and our treasury or er, Treasurer, Gabriel, has the list
2: right here. Yes, candidates will be going over in the first segment include Tulsi Gebber, Tom Steyer, Julian Castro, Beto O'Rourke, and Andrew Yang.
0: Yeah, uh so let's start with Gabbard. Are you guys good with that? Yes. Yeah, like I don't with Gabbard, I think she she seemed very I don't think she did a very good job in the debate because I, she she seemed very defensive because of her her views on foreign policy. A lot of people were To to be specific, Syria, a lot of people were very much against her on that. So honestly, the entire night, she seemed to be in a very defensive position.
1: I completely agree with an instance where she had some conflict was, again, touching on her foreign policy. uh, Syria. uh, Yeah, Syria, and she had a conflict with another candidate, Budgej. the two people that have actually military experience Mm -hmm. between each other's. And they were talking about endless wars. And I feel like uh, Pete Buttigieg got the, the best out of the their conflict they had during the debate.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely. That was just one. Well, regardless of agreement or disagreement, I do think uh, Pete looked – he seemed to have come out on top on that exchange. Like, like again, she just seemed very – she seemed pretty nervous, honestly, if I must say. Like she knew everyone was out to get her. Like, like that's my impression of how it appeared. And didn't she say she wasn't for impeachment? No, right. she she said um, we shouldn't be partisan hacks about it. Like, we should actually, which I kind of agree with. We shouldn't, like, just do it to score political points. And she accused a lot of other Democrats of just pretty much wanting to, supporting impeachment for political points, not really for any kind of principle. What? Which, I mean, you could make an argument for but honestly, her
1: nuance on impeachment I kind of found interesting. But yeah, she was a newbie on the stage. We had 12 people on the stage this time. Mm-hmm. And um, she had did set, have some moments, but still, I feel like she got watered out.
0: Yeah. But b-
1: before before we move on, um, do, y- do you guys think
0: she should stay in the race, or do you all think she should drop out? I, I think she should drop out.
2: Uh, at this point, honestly, I think – like you said, the controversy has given her name some more attention. Whether it's gonna hurt her or harm her I mean, hurt her or help her. Uh that's yet to be decided. But I think right now, if there's any time to stay in, it's right now. As for her as for the polls we have from five thirty eight in collaboration with Ipsos, uh Miss Gabbard walked into the debate with a uh favorability percentage of forty six point seven. And her overall performance was the lowest on a four-point scale with yeah. a 2.4. In,
0: in terms of whether or not she should drop out, um, normally if a candidate has zero chance of winning, which she has zero chance of winning, I do believe they should drop out. However, with her, I do think it is a special case because one thing I do appreciate about Tulsi, regardless if you agree or disagree with her foreign policy, That is something about her that sets out. You know what I mean? Like, she actually does have a reason to be in the race because she does have something that sets her apart from the other candidates. So because of that, from her perspective, I think it's fine for her to stay in because she actually does offer something the other candidates aren't offering. Um, But she still has zero shot of winning. I'll be clear on that. Okay.
2: All right. The next candidate we're going to be speaking about is Mr. Tom Steyer.
1: Uh Tom Steyer is the lone billionaire in the group. So that is something that is just based on um the whole democratic platform, uh, billionaires and democrats yeah. that's we, we tend to kind of like very much. That's kind of a weird combo. Yeah.
0: I mean I, don't, I don't, me personally, I don't dislike billionaires. I just want to use their money to get stuff done. <laughs> but it's it's a weird combo. Yeah, I uh, agree. But um I will say that, and by the way, Tom Steyer is the one candidate on the stage who has not been in any of the previous debates. The thing about Steyer is oh, yeah. I'm really, I'm honestly kind of irritated that what he that got either. on the stage because he's a candidate who hasn't been on the stage previously, and he pretty much bought his way on the stage with, you know, advertisements and his promotion. So, I mean, the fact, so really I think he could, I think he definitely greatly contributed to the problem of the debate M- stage. M- money in
2: elections? And no, no I
0: think he contributed to the problem of the debate stage being overcrowded. So I'm a little salty towards him, but, I mean, he did all right. I- I honestly, mean, yes, as far as the
2: debate goes, I really didn't think he had any memorable moments. Yeah. Originally, I didn't even notice that he was on the stage.
1: Yeah, honestly. I completely agree with you, Gabriel. It's just he wasn't very memorable. They did talk about the wealth tax and him being a billionaire, yeah. and him supporting it.
0: Yeah, I mean, he said he said some good things, but at the same time, everything he said, another candidate could have said, yeah, and just, it wasn't particularly memorable. Yeah, there was when nothing. He said there was it.
2: nothing unique about him. There's no yeah. reason for to vote for him over anyone else. I know it's just um, completely like, I,
0: honestly. I'm pretty, as I said, I'm ticked off that he was on the stage, but uh, so we asked
1: the question again. Should Tom Steyer drop
2: out? Yes. Absolutely. He's got no uh, momentum behind him.
1: Yep, I agree
2: with that. So we're consensus on that. All right. As far as the polls, Mr. Steyer walked in with a pre-debate favorability percentage of 48.7 and left with the debate performance on the 4.0 scale as 2.5. Based on everything I saw, reaction
1: to the debate... uh, People made fun of Tom Steyer, like, on social media. Yeah. So I just feel like he didn't do him any self-favors during this debate.
2: Yeah, absolutely. All right, next one. Uh, the next candidate we'll be speaking about is Mr. Julian Castro. Uh, interestingly enough, I didn't see him go on the offensive as much as I saw him last time.
1: Huh? Yeah, that was good. Yeah, he, I mean, he, he learned his he, lesson. He needed to settle down. <laughs> um, but...
2: Uh, Honestly, he didn't really speak much, did he? No, <laughs> it was just yeah, just another. Uh, I guess that was a uh, CNN saying we saw you last time.
0: <laughs> I mean, honestly, um, I got nothing to say about him either. Do y'all just want to get to the part where should he drop out or should he stay in?
2: Sure. <laughs> yeah, um... uh, I believe at this point Castro might as well drop out. Focus on. Uh, does he have? Does he currently hold an office? Uh, no, no, his no. brother
0: does. But I mean, I doesn't. would love to see him run for something else. Just not. He, he could probably
2: find a more proper place in the Senate or Congress, and maybe,
1: and maybe again, the Texas Senate race. Yeah, they, they they will keep wanting Beto to run, but Julian's a Texan too. Hmm. Um, I did not know that. Yeah, Julian and hmm,
2: yeah. Uh, for the pre debate favorability percentage, Mister Julian Castro walked in with a fifty three point five percent and left for the debate performance on the 4.0 scale as two point five. Speaking of Texans, our next candidate is Mr. Beto O'Rourke. Yeah.
0: I will say with Beto, one thing that stuck out for me, and I think this was his main highlight for a lot of people, his um – His exchange with Mayor Pete on the issue of guns, or particularly when Anderson Cooper asked him the question of how, how, like, could you be specific on your plan to um, confiscate assault rifle or AR-15s, and he just monologued about how bad gun violence is without actually addressing the question. Mm -hmm. I mean, and and I'm sure you could find cases where other candidates, you know, didn't address the question, but. It's very, it's very insulting, honestly, when a candidate doesn't directly address the question. Like, you know, they pull out their cue cards. Okay, okay, I talk about how bad gun violence is, but, you know, you don't address the question.
1: And that's what Mayor Pete tried to expose. Yeah, um, absolutely. He yeah. called him out on it. And, mm-hmm. again, I think Mayor Pete won the exchange between the two. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah. So do you think uh, this is going to cost him the momentum he uh, shortly had after the last debate after saying he would uh, ban assault rifles?
0: Did he get momentum from the last debate? Did that actually did uh, the
2: last debate who debate? were for, uh, I believe people who were for gun control, little bit of a little of course, are against of course, they were screaming a they were screaming a long time. a long time.
1: of definitely gave him more attention. I don't know if momentum. Yeah. know
0: if not Yeah, coming out in favor of of a little bit of a of a little a sustainable, long-term. Strategy for getting elected. I agree with you, Richard. I agree with you. It's nothing to raise eyebrows in the short term, but in the so, long term, you're, so, you're uh, hurting
2: yourself. Do you guys believe he should have doubled down on his previous statement, or do you think he should have tried to take a few steps well, back?
0: Well, well, I mean, if he took it some steps back, I think that would make it worse for him because the cat's already out of the bag, you know. So, he, likes, I mean, he kind of he kind of dug his own grave. Yeah, nobody
2: likes someone who flip flops. Yeah.
1: If, if he needs to explain how he wants to do it, yeah, if he wants to stay. With that policy position. So, do y'all think he should stay or drop out? Another dropout.
2: I agree. Uh, I think, like Luke said, he's been he uh, got a better chance drop running out. against Ted drop. Cruz in the Texas. Yeah, Senate. just
1: yeah, yeah. I have no Julian problem. Beto. We need more candidates and just more valuable exactly. candidates yep. in the Senate. Go back to Texas, guys.
2: <laughs> no offense to you guys, but... As for the uh, pre-debate favorability, Mr. O'Rourke walked in with 57.7% and left with a debate performance of 26 mm-hmm. Our next candidate is entrepreneur Andrew Yang. How do you think he did, Richard?
0: <laughs> I mean, I think he did all right. You know, he... No, nothing really about him stuck out too much. I will say, and this is more of a behind-the-scenes thing that I heard from Andrew Yang... According to Andrew Yang, y'all remember his exchange he had with Elizabeth Warren when Elizabeth Warren said, uh, jobs getting shipped overseas is the main reason we're losing factory jobs, not automation. Andrew Yang actually said in an interview after that that he approached Elizabeth Warren during the commercials and says, hey, I have the data that proves automation is the main cause, not uh, international trade, and she said, okay, I'll look into it. So. I think I think that's interesting—the fact that he actually the debate kind of went on after the, you know, after the cameras were off. But uh, yeah, he also had an exchange with Warren on the VAT uh, tax or, or on the wealth tax, and um, he also had an exchange with Bernie on uh, you know the job guarantee versus universal basic income. Um, so those were some pretty interesting clashes, you know, watching more watching because. Yang's one of the more left-wing candidates on the stage, so watching him clash with other left-wing candidates was pretty interesting.
2: Yeah, he so, took a lot of time uh, to speak about his plan for universal basic income, didn't he?
0: I don't think he talked about it much at all. Not that I can remember. I might be wrong on
1: that. Yeah. since he, He's gone all in with the UBI, so it was good that he was trying to differentiate himself mm-hmm. with other different... Different platforms, so
2: mm-hmm. I still do think that is trademark policy. Yeah, UBI is is uh, trademark policy. So,
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, are there any other memorable moments to bring up with Mister Gay? Not that I know of, no. All right, and should he continue to race? I think he should because he has something
0: about him that you know, like similar to Gabbard, he has zero chance of winning, but he does have that one thing that stands out about him that that um um. He has that one policy, UBI, that makes him stand out. So he actually does have a reason for being in the race other than I want to be president, you
1: know. Uh, Yeah, I actually do agree with Richard on this one. I feel like Andrew Yang should stay in. I feel like he can be a viable top six,
0: top seven candidate. Another thing I will say about Yang is, I don't know if you guys noticed, but... He's very good at reaching out to right-wingers. Like there there are plenty of videos on YouTube of right-wingers saying, "I hated the Democrats for years. I voted for Trump, but now I'm voting for Yang cuz he you know broke things down in a way that you know he's not just saying, "Hey, you're a bigot. Vote for me." He's actually saying, "Hey, I understand your economic anxieties, so I'm actually going to help you out and I'm going to explain how I'm going to help you out." I think Yang's very good at that.
2: Um myself, I I believe she continue racing, honestly, if for nothing else, to continue getting attention for the policy of UBI, uh, which I believe exists in some countries like Denmark, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, I, I believe Alaska actually has it, but it's like $1,000 a year, or it's much lower.
2: Um, and, but the thing, my my personal opinion about UBI is, uh, wouldn't this just be abused by things like landlords, wouldn't your rent just go up $1,000 a month?
0: I don't know if that's happened in places that implemented it, in my might. I heard someone talking about that in the game room. I'm sure there. Enough.
2: I'm sure there are uh, laws that will prevent that in other places, but
0: yeah, who knows? I mean, I, I don't know if I'm pretty agnostic on the issue itself. I think it's fa- I think it's a fascinating concept, but like the job guarantee, I don't know if I would actually sign it. You know, if I was president and it came up on my desk.
2: Yeah. All right. Uh, Mr. Yang walked into the debate with a fa- uh, favorability percentage of. 55.3, and left with a debate performance score of 2.7. Our next candidate is... Cory Booker. Yep.
1: Another one. So, me and Gabriel talked during some of the debate, where I kept saying, I, these guys aren't speaking. I mean, they're just... I feel like Booker only spoke twice in the very first hour of the debate. And Wait, do you remember anything he actually no, said? No, no. Absolutely. <laughs> the, only thing Twelve I, people. the only thing I remember was, again, him and Bernie joking about medical marijuana. And that's really the only thing yeah, I remember. Absolutely.
2: And I, don't you guys agree? Absolutely. Like, I just, can't say anything else about him. That's all like, there was. Like Castro, we just... I suppose with 12 people on the stage, you had to pick who they were going to focus mm-hmm. on, and Booker just wasn't one of them.
0: Yep. He's just sacrifice like Castro in a way. Um, yeah, I think Booker should drop out. He, he's one of the. He's
1: on the long list of people who should drop out. Yeah,
2: I agree with that. At uh, this point, I believe he should drop out definitely.
1: Booker Castro, uh, you've been hearing they've been having like financial issues. They've uh, been trying right. to. They they've been giving like ultimatums to their donors that uh, right, if they don't get like eight hundred thousand dollars in like, 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 like two weeks. They're example. gonna drop out.
2: Yeah, people don't use. Like it honestly makes me.
0: Ha- that honestly makes me happy because I want them to drop out.
1: <laughs> it's it's. I, I know it's happened to uh, Castro. It's. No, I know it's happened to Booker. Uh, I think it might have happened to Beto too. That they gave an ultimatum to the donors that if they don't get a certain fundraising amount, they would drop out.
2: So, All right. All right. Yeah. All right so, so as for the polls, Mr. Booker walked in with a favorability percentage of fifty-nine point four percent, and left with a performance score of two point eight. All right, that was the first six candidates of the debate. And if
0: we did not get to your favorite candidate, don't feel bad. We're going to get to them in the second part. So see you guys then. Hey guys, welcome to part two of the UTM College Democrats podcast. I'm the president of College Democrats, Richard
1: Underwood. Uh, My name is Luke Winters, and I'm the vice president of
2: UTM College Democrats. My name is Gabriel Gonzalez, and I'm the treasurer for the UTM College Democrats.
0: And in this part, we're going to be going over the top six candidates from the debate. We're going to be going over Kamala Harris, Amy Klobuchar, Joe Biden, Mayor Pete, Bernie Sanders, and Elizabeth Warren. And we're going to start with... Ms. Kamala Harris. Yes.
2: So, what
0: do you guys think about her performance?
1: Um, I've,
2: uh, it's an improvement over last night. Yeah,
1: I thought she did okay. I thought she did fine. I I got two,
0: there are two things about her that stood out. One's a good thing, one's a bad thing. I'll start with the good news. Um, She did bring have a good point about, um, to be blunt, abortion, um, abortion rights. Um, You know, she actually mentioned that, hey, we, we haven't mentioned, we barely mentioned it at all in the past few debates. So
1: I thought that was a pretty good shout out to that. No, just women's health in general. Mm-hmm. That's we've, we've yeah. barely talked about any women's health issues.
0: Yeah, and uh, now let's get to the bad thing. She had an exchange with Elizabeth Warren. I don't know what y'all thought about this, but I th- I thought it was nauseating to set through, and it honestly came off as desperate. Pretty much, she attacked Elizabeth Warren because Elizabeth Warren doesn't agree with banning Donald Trump from Twitter. I I, I just think, I just think the focus on something that small. I just think it came off as desperate. Like I, I'm at the bottom. I, I, I'm getting closer and closer to the bottom. I need to make a move. That that's honestly exactly
2: just what I saw. Trying to speech. go after the person that's again, just like she did with Biden in the first debate, I believe it was.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm conflicted about the her approach to the to to the the instance we're talking about uh, I feel like she handled it very awkwardly how she went about it just calling out Elizabeth it, Warren it, like what that What got
0: me about it too is ba- based on uh, Kamala's body language you could tell she had it, the mindset like oh I'm dropping the mic I'm owning yeah, it but I know. R- really the audience just has like a flat had like a flat reaction to it
2: like it felt <laughs> awkward it felt awkward yeah. <laughs> but uh, besides that besides that uh, petty uh, little uh, argument between her and Warren. I still believe it was an improvement over last time. She wasn't yeah. trying to joke as much. She wasn't trying to get as many of those uh, sound bites. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. In, in term, oh, go ahead. Okay, no,
0: in but- terms of whether or not she should drop out, I personally think she should stay in because. She has a very small chance of winning, but I think she still has enough of a chance to justify her staying in. But she, she's, definitely, she's definitely
2: getting close to the edge, I would say. Uh, she recently just got replaced on most polls by uh, Mr. Woodridge, didn't he? Mm-hmm. I mean, didn't she? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I believe she is either in fifth or fourth
0: place. Yeah, I mean, she's getting closer to fifth if she's not already in fifth, definitely. Um,
1: yeah, what do, what do y'all guys think about her, what um, she should do?
2: She's still got a chance. I believe she should keep running.
1: I, I think she should stay in. Uh, her and Elizabeth Warren are the two most prominent women uh, we have we have in this race so far. And I feel like they – I think they're viable candidates
2: for president. So I feel like they should stay in.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: All right. As for the polls, Ms. Kamala Harris walked in with a favorability percentage of 61.2 and left with a debate performance on the 4.0 scale, 2.8.
0: Okay, Nick. Are you ready for the next one? Yep. yep okay. Yep. Uh, next, we got Amy Klobuchar. Um, I think she did good. I honestly, I think um, she made some. She she brought this point up frequently throughout the debate, and honestly, I think it's a good point. She she basically attacked the purity test, or the I guess the purity um, approach that you know a lot of people like Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders have, particularly their supporters. You know, just because I don't want to go as far as you on redistributing wealth doesn't mean I don't want to redistribute wealth. Like We want to go in the same direction. We just want to – we're just not as left as you are. But that doesn't mean we're like corporate sellouts. I thought thought she did a good job at making that point.
2: She certainly had a lot more uh, to work with since last debate, huh? A lot more speaking time.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like she has definite momentum. I feel like – Amy Klobuchar, in my personal opinion, I feel like Amy Klobuchar and uh, Mayor Pete Buttigieg were the two winners of the night. I, I agree. I feel um, like they just... Spoiler for Mayor Pete's part. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about him later. <laughs> and it's just, I feel like she's she had a great debate, in my opinion, last uh, mm-hmm. time. And she just continued it to the next debate. Mm-hmm. Any, any thoughts, Gabriel? Or? Uh,
0: pretty no, much no. A, amen to what we said. Okay, in terms of whether or not she should drop out, I'm about to do a 180. I still think she should drop out because <laughs> – I still think she should drop out because even though I did give her all of that praise just then from a good performance, you know, she, she's a Joe Biden. I mean, honestly, she doesn't have really anything that stands out about her that – and plus she does have, I would still say, zero chance of winning. I mean, yes, she may get some momentum out of this debate, but I think
1: she, I think it's too little too late. It like, really just honest. feels
2: like most of her best points are sound bites and nothing more. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. I disagree with you guys. I feel like we need people that have momentum. We don't need people st- that are stagnant. And I feel like Amy globacher is someone with momentum. I do think it's too little too late, though. I just don't – uh, cannot, I cannot imagine – like,
0: honestly, I'll, well, I'm not going to make a bet. But we're, uh, we're, We'll start
2: but, pretty early into the primaries. Uh, usually they don't end until July, I believe. I mean, we, yeah we haven't even, I mean, have
0: even done Iowa yeah and Iowa uh, now yeah yeah that is fair but at the same time I would say candidates who have zero chance who don't offer anything unique I honestly think they're doing us a, a disservice because they're crowding up the debate stage but she's
1: giving a moderate view to so is Biden
2: and a more progr- but she's Democratic Party is becoming more progressive. Set against her, I genuinely do believe she should stay in the race. Uh, she is one of the names getting more attention recently. I think she's got about as good of a chance as Miss Harris.
1: Yeah, I feel like she's. I feel like she's better than Kamala Harris. Oh, I will agree definitely. with that. Yes.
2: Yeah. Uh, are you ready for the polls? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. On the polls, Miss Klebitar walked in with a favorability percentage of fifty-four point six and left with the overall performance scale of two point nine. Mm-hmm. Our next candidate is as former vice president Joe Biden. Uh, I think Biden.
0: Honestly, I don't remember too much memorable about him. I will say one thing I've noticed, and he might have done this in previous debates, but this is the first debate where I where I've actually started to notice it. He actually is good, and Klobuchar is good at this to her credit as well. You know, even though they do have the label of moderate, you know, they're definitely. On the spectrum, they're definitely still progressives. I would honestly call them progressives because they are left on the spectrum. So by definition, that would make you progressive because otherwise you would be a conservative.
2: Um, I mean, I mean when people say progressive or moderate and, and uh, when talking about the Democratic Party, yeah, I mean – we're not talking about the entire spectrum, uh, yeah. the entire political spectrum. We're just talking about Absolutely. on the left side.
0: Absolutely. Um, but I would say Biden, he, he is good at defending a more moderate approach while sounding progressive at the same time. I would say he's good at that. Say Biden, and I've noticed this over the course of his primary. Biden is not so good at debating in large groups of people. He's, more, he's mainly a one-on-one kind of guy because when you look at, you know, him versus Sarah Palin and him versus Paul Ryan, he did great in both debates. I mean, mm. he, he, I mean, he's a great one-on-one debater. I feel like he's out of his comfort zone here. But I do think at the same time he, you know, he didn't have any major gaffes, you know.
2: So that that's why I overall he's have He's definitely improved as far as that. Um, do you guys think there's any certain reason uh, he's starting to fall behind Miss Warren? Honestly, I just think she
0: I think Warren is more uh, Warren's better at getting people excited. That's why I was Yeah, say
1: that's it. exactly exactly the reason. And it mm-hmm. frustrates me because I do I really do like Biden, but he just he just does uh, what would, would you call him out of touch? He he kind of does at times.
2: I mean, I, I mean, you got to think about the new voter base. Um, younger Democrats are a lot more progressive than older ones, and that you know that's just the split. That's mm-hmm. that's all it is.
1: Oh, one, th- one thing that was big is that they talked about Hunter Biden. Mm-hmm. They talked
2: about his son. Oh yeah. yeah,
1: that is definitely. Assuming
0: Biden does become the nominee, that's definitely going to hurt us in the general. What well, well, thing, thing is? is that's
2: going to be his email scandal.
0: But the thing is, yeah. Uh, and he should But said, to be fair, to be fair, I'm sorry Luke. Oh, you're right. good, to, Richard. to be fair, oh. the Hunter Biden story in a way it's not as problematic as the emails from the perspective of getting elected because anytime Trump brings up Hunter Biden, all Biden has to do is say, "Hey, well, you were colluding with trying to collude with Ukraine." So, you know, and vice versa. So, honestly, I don't I think I think, assuming Biden's the nominee, I do believe in the general election, the Ukraine scandal will probably honestly kind of go under the rug because both candidates would be negatively affected by yeah, Biden. nobody
2: really wants to talk about Ukraine and that,
0: so do you guys think Biden should drop out or stay in absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Got to be consistent with every candidate.
2: Um, like I said, it's so early in the primaries. He's still got a chance to take the number one spot back from Warren. Yeah, I, there's, he his time. Oh, yeah. It's, de-
0: it's definitely – we definitely got a competition here. He um, needs to figure out a
2: way to
1: recapture I, I the can, interest I, of the party.
0: I cannot wait till Iowa, guys. Uh, man, I'm just hopping
2: it up. Uh, You guys ready for the poll? Yep. All right. Mr. Biden walked in with a favorability score of 68.2% and left with a performance rate of three even. All right. Next, we have Mayor Pete. Um,
0: what do you what, what 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 do you think of his performance, Luke?
1: I think
2: I already, I think I
1: already alluded to it. I thought he was him and uh, Senator Amy Klobuchar were the two winners of the night.
2: Absolutely, they were tag teaming Warren Pretty almost much. the entire night.
1: They were ta- they were the
0: moderate tag team. Yeah, and I think uh, Mayor the thing about Mayor Pete, I don't think he he, do, uh, he unlike Klobuchar, he does a good job of. Doing what Kamala Harris used to be good at doing, um, he kind of plays the with the progressive versus moderate clash. He kind of he he does a good job of playing both sides, honestly. Like he does play because do- he does like say, "Hey, I agree with the progressives on this. I agree with the moderates on this." And you know, you know, you know, you know, he does a good job at keeping
1: both camps relatively happy. I, I agree with that. Uh, let's talk about first off. Uh, so. A big change was Buttigieg was very more combative this time around. It's funny
2: coming from the candidate who was talking about unity at the last debate. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Uh, But Mm. he was going after
1: people more this time.
2: And he was going pretty. He was pretty effective the entire time. Yeah, he was. Mm
1: -hmm. He was. He went after Tulsi like we like we said earlier. He went after Beto like we said earlier. And he also went after Elizabeth and Bernie in terms of their Medicare for Mm -hmm. All plan. So. And that was wasn't that the first segment again? Yeah, healthcare is normally different. well. Impeachment was the first segment, which
0: honestly, I, I will be honest, I think just to criticize the debate itself, I think they focused too much on impeachment during the beginning. Wasn't it like twenty minutes spent on impeachment? Yeah, yeah, I,
1: I thought that well, we could have been talking about the environment. Yeah, um, uh, but yeah, he went after Elizabeth on a question that she doesn't need to answer of how she will pay for her Medicare for All plan. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I do believe she does. She does. Um, I haven't looked into independent analysis of her plan, but have you guys have looked into that? Like, do y'all know if it's actually revenue neutral or how much it contributes to the deficit?
1: Um, uh, I thought. I thought, and I couldn't. I could be just thinking of numbers, but I thought thirty trillion was brought up as a number. Hmm. And that's quite a lot. Yeah. Um, but well, to, to play devil's advocate,
0: Warren would counter that um, it would be cheaper than the current system since the profit motive would be cut out. But at the same time, you would have to... There has to
1: be a plan. Yeah. Like, come well, on. Yeah.
0: And I mean, I don't think it's that difficult to patch up a universal plan that doesn't have as many holes as it, in it as supposedly Warren's has, so... Um, yeah, Mayor Pete, solid job. He um, was definitely a lot more combative. I think the fact that he kind of uh, uh, bashed on Tulsi and Beto, you know, almost like a fourth grader beating up a second grader on the playground, <laughs> um, I think that definitely helped him a lot too. So he was able to both go after, you know, competitive candidates and less competitive candidates.
2: As far as my momentum goes, uh, I have to say, Boudreaux obviously has the most momentum behind him. Yeah, you uh, know. Also, Even in third place in some polls, I mm-hmm. believe.
0: Definitely. Also, he is doing much better in the polls because he – wait, you just said he's in third place, right? Uh,
2: in some polls, yes. Oh, yeah.
0: I was about to mention that, and then you already mentioned <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, uh, overall, he's definitely got a bright future in this race, whether or not this debate – decided it who knows but he's doing a lot better and also he's getting a lot more attention too because um a recent recently a tennessee commissioner said some controversial statements about him uh his name is warren hurst uh what what city was he from seaverville seaverville um basically to paraphrase what he said he said that the Democratic candidates are no better than prisoners, or we can we can go to our local prison and get better candidates. And he cited one of the reasons why the Democrats suck so bad is because a queer is running for president. So, yeah, um, yeah, Mr.
1: I mean, y'all got any additional thoughts on that? Or? Yeah, it's a
2: disgraceful thing for politicians to say in these in these days.
1: Yep, unfortunately, it happened in Tennessee, but. That shouldn't be surprising. Uh, so hopefully,
2: that attitude changes eventually.
0: Yeah. Yeah, to anyone who's watching, at, listening out of state, we're, all, we're not all like that guy, just so you know.
2: <laughs> all right. Uh, as for the polls, Mr. Bougie walked in with a favorability percentage of 64 point, uh, 64% and left with a debate performance mm-hmm. of 3.1.
0: Next, we have Senator Bernie Sanders. And with Mr. Sanders, the elephant in the room was, was the fact that he recently had a heart attack. In terms of covering that up, I think he did very. good. I mean, that's weird. Yeah, I mean, he he looked healthier than yeah, he's looked yeah, in any debate. I, that's the thing. Like, I, I was just faking. The moderators were gonna ask him about his health. Then Bernie was gonna be check this out, to do a backflip on the I, stage. I, I, I mean, he was looking much better than he's ever looked.
1: I completely agree with what Richard said. I remember I did, in I last debate he had his he had a bad voice, just mm-hmm. all around. He just. I still think better. the recent
2: heart attack has uh, had some negative impact on him, with a lot of people being more concerned, uh, you know, with his health and wondering, can we guarantee that he's going to survive the presidency? Yeah,
0: but he had one line that I really liked. I thought it was a really clever line. Um, just on the top to close the topic of his health, um, he was asked about his health, and he said, um, "Well, we have a bunch of rallies coming up soon. If you care to see how my health is doing, come watch me at these rallies." So I thought that was honestly really good, and it honestly plugged in promotional material as well. So that was pretty clever.
1: Yeah, um, and on. during what, what what Richard just mentioned, he, he, the, those those uh, rallies uh, he was promoting, he got some pretty big endorsements from. Mm-hmm. Uh, he
2: actually just re- uh, received an endorsement from. Uh, Representative uh, Cortez,
1: didn't she? I, I'll call her. Yeah, yeah. Cortez. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Omar. Uh, All Bernie. right. I
2: think she should stay in the race. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, no. Uh, yeah, I definitely. Mean, I mean, should Bernie stay in the race? I was asking. <laughs> okay. Wrong person.
1: Uh, um, yeah, definitely, Bernie should stay in the race, and I just felt I felt like Bernie did a good job.
2: Mm-hmm. All right. As for the polls, uh, Mr. Bernie Sanders had a favorability percentage walking in of sixty-six point three percent and the second-highest debate performance of 3.1, tied with Ms. Boutier. The final candidate we're going to be speaking about is frontrunner Elizabeth Warren. Yeah,
0: and, um, you know, she was definitely on the defense a lot. You could argue that she didn't make any, have any big moves, big plays, this debate. Honestly, her performance was kind of mediocre, but at the same time, nothing really that damaging happened to her at the same time. She seems to be – in the polling, she still seems to be pretty consistent, is she?
2: Yeah, uh, I, I agree with what you said. Uh, o- overall, she was able to defend herself from Budiz and Klobuchar, uh, just enough to not be harmed. Yeah, um, I, uh,
1: she, she did get exposed a little bit, but yeah, I agree with you. It'll okay, be a quick recovery. Um. Yeah. She's. She def. It definitely felt like this was the first debate, real first debate, that she was the clear frontrunner, front runner, oh, yeah. and it really felt that like that. That was yeah, interesting.
2: Do you guys think it felt like that more or so because? Um, because of the points she uh, brought up? Oh, be, yeah. but just more people were
1: was... going after her this time. Mm-hmm. Unlike uh, previous debates where Biden was usually the... Do you, main you guys think area. she's
2: handling uh, the defense position better than Biden was? Uh, I think she... Not sure. Um, now, I would say about
0: the same, honestly.
2: Yeah. She's, she's
0: doing I, okay. Just to compare and contrast her to Biden, I think she's doing better than Biden right now just because she's better at getting people excited. You know, like a lot of people, when they hear Elizabeth Warren, they know, yeah, wealth tax. I like the wealth tax. Medicare for all. Oh, I like Medicare for all. But with Biden, you don't really have anything like that to get that was, excited about. You know actually, I mean?
2: another interesting thing that happened during the debate, uh, Ms. Warren uh, say, stating that she doesn't have any beef with billionaires, mm-hmm. who, which uh, Mr. Bernie Sanders immediately responded that he does, <laughs> which I thought was uh, very interesting. Some uh, fierce rhetoric. From Mr. Yeah.
1: Sanders. Yeah, yeah.
0: There's that between Bernie and Warren. There's definitely a difference in terms of rhetoric. A lot of similar similarities in terms of rhetoric as well. But Bernie, or at least in terms of how they speak, I think Warren is more pragmatic, would solve problems, while Bernie's more revolutionary, Did, like you, more of a. Would you guys rebel. consider
2: uh, Mr. Sanders a liberal populist at all? Honestly. Uh,
0: To this day, I'm still kind of struggling to grasp the concept of populist. From what I can tell, it's basically a politician or just anyone who comes off as, in terms of rhetoric, I'm for the people. I'm for the little guy. I'm for the common man. I mean, Bernie and and honestly Biden, to some extent too. I think Biden and Bernie are both good at, you know, coming off as like, hey, I'm looking out for you, little guy. Vote for me. You
2: know. Uh, As for holding the defensive position of the front runner. do you guys think it's possible for anyone to overtake Ms. Warren at this point, other than Biden, perhaps? Yeah, it's definitely
0: possible, considering uh, I don't see Bernie. I think Bernie's going to be stuck where he is till Iowa. Uh, but
2: um, Mr.
0: Pete and Biden and Joe, I do believe they could at some point yeah, there's make potential. a comeback.
1: But I feel like Elizabeth Especially
0: is- on Super Tuesday. Super Tuesday
1: is going to be a challenge for Warren. I just think Elizabeth would have to make a pretty— Decent
2: stumble. Uh, so, I, I believe Mr. Rubio can keep up. Uh, oh, momentum. I would love he, that. I would love that. We've been but... having wonderful performances at each debate so far, mm-hmm. so
1: I would love that. But I just, it just feels like the whole Democratic Party is behind.
2: Uh Elizabeth. And I think we all know the answer whether she should drop out or not. I think she <laughs> should <not>. I can't <laughs> drop out. Uh, you're you losing. you fired. Uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, what what, what is Stop it? Stop! All your head. Yeah. <laughs> All right, as for the polls, Mr. Warren got, uh, she walked in with a favorability percentage of 71.9%, mm-hmm. by far the highest of any candidate, and also had the highest performance rating of 3.2, which I believe is somewhat lower than her last performance, but still the mm-hmm. highest performance of the night. Yeah, and uh, overall? any concluding thoughts, guys? Uh, overall, I don't think this was a very interesting debate. Too many
0: people. I will let 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 me let me spend my last words saying this. Whoever was when it comes to whoever was within CNN or the DNC, whoever was in favor of there being twelve people on this stage, I hope your salary gets a pay cut because that's ridiculous.
2: Honestly, I my preferred watching in one night. I'd prefer doing that over watching two separate debates.
0: Yeah, but I, I don't know. I just I cannot wait till we just have like eight maybe even like six candidates on one stage and uh, so much substance would come out of
2: that. Uh, I believe that's all we had to say about the debate. Yeah. Um, Does anyone else have anything to add? I'm good. No, just thank you guys uh, for
1: listening. Yep. Thank you guys for the, all the support so far. I hope you guys are able to listen to this episode of both segments, and then the previous two episodes we have recorded Mm -hmm. so far. And I hope you guys continue the support for UTM College Democrats podcast. Mm -hmm. We hope you guys enjoyed, and we'll see you next time.